0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Janice, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, October 25th. Today we are reading from the Big Book on page 49. We're beginning with the last paragraph, We Who Have Traveled This Dubious Path. The reference number for yesterday, which was Wednesday, is 3, two. to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffered. At Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'd now like to ask Idini to please read the 12 Steps.
1: Thank you, Janice. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive eater. Thank you, God. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Edini. I'd now like to ask Margaret to please read the 12 traditions for us. Thank you, Janice.
2: My name is Margaret, compulsive Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass.
0: Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. How our meeting works. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book in the chapter We Agnostics on page 49, and we're going to begin with the paragraph at the end of that page, beginning with we who have traveled this dubious path. And I will ask Deb W. to please get us started this morning.
3: Good morning, Janice. Good morning, a vision for you. My name is Deb. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Grateful to be here today. We who have traveled this dubious path beg you to lay aside prejudice, even against organized religion. We have learned that whatever the human frailties of various faiths may be, those faiths have given purpose and direction to millions. People of faith have a logical idea of what life is all about, Actually, we used to have no reasonable conception whatever. We used to amuse ourselves by cynical, dissecting spiritual beliefs and practices when we might have observed that many spiritually minded persons of all races, colors, and creeds were demonstrating a degree of stability, happiness, and usefulness, which we should have thought ourselves. I'm going to stop there. That is such a great paragraph, you know, and it just reminds me um, that, again... What is it that we need in this program, just to get us started? It's willingness. that's the foundation. Um, we need to I love how it says um, we need to put aside our prejudices um, that actually that these people of faith had been given a purpose and a direction, you know, and um as long as we stay willing and we continue to seek God. And his will for us, he's going to reveal every step of the way what it is he has for our lives. And so um, I just really like this paragraph this morning. I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Deb.
0: Would anyone like to comment on this paragraph? Please press star 1 to unmute.
4: This Deb, (laughs) and I'd like to comment, please. Go ahead. Good Morning, everybody. Excuse me, my voice. I mean, it says, and I am a recovering compulsive overeater with the limit. I love this passage. Um, I was just talking to someone earlier about pretty much this, you know, and I'm thinking what I'm learning now, and this pertains to my relationship with my higher power that I choose and love to call God too. is that, you know, what there's a power that is untouchable to me and but it's very personal and and that's the thing that I tap into is that and I find that that power of god he loves me no matter what, in spite of whatever I do and I'm learning that right now in my life to love in spite of and to recognize the the um the changes that i' that I'm going through. And it, it just it puts me in awe because people who have faith tells me that they there is something that they believe in that's working for them in their life. And I love that because there's evidence that God is so evident in my life through the changes that I've been going through and have gone through in the past for not even acting out on my bulimia or... And now, caretaking someone 86 years old, and it's wow, what a life! It's like all those uh, obstacles and things that I battled against became my best friends. So I like this passage because the willingness came not because I was willing in feeling the willingness, but because, in spite of how I felt, I became willing. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Pat. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? It's Edini. Paula, maybe.
5: and then Paula, did I hear? You did, yes. Janice. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Uh, good morning, my spiritual fellows. My name is Edini, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Yes, it is all about willingness. And what is willingness? I looked it up and it said ready to act or respond. To accept by choice or without reluctance, so it's a start. <clears throat> it's a process of all actions. you know it's about reaching for something new that you never did before that um, you will do that will be good for you and in our lives, regardless if one understands this or not, just to trust to the in, just to trust to that voice saying open the door and come in and that's where the unconditional love is and um that's where the light is and the warmth is and we need to humble ourselves in order to reach that place and um i mean my best thinking got me into my sanity my insanity and i had to stop thinking i had to just stop thinking and start living in the heart where god resides And he resides in all of us. It's opening your heart and that will open your mind. And we need to open in order to grow. And I really believe it's all about willingness. I thank you and I pass.
0: Thank you, Irini. And who is next?
5: This would be Paula.
0: Good morning, Paula.
5: And good morning to you, Janice. This would be Paula Recovered, compulsive Read, and I'm going to scoot on down to that line. People of faith have a logical idea of what life is all about. See, that was it, a logical. That's correct reasoning. I did not. I did not. So what did I carry on through life? I carried on resentments, fears, many more than what I needed to. But I had nothing to turn to except my disease, which what did happen with the disease? It grew bigger. The fears, the unreasonable, well, they shouldn't do that to me, of all people. The resentments, the angers, that's what grew. But see, that was the part. I didn't know what life was all about. And then it says, actually, I love that word, and I'm going to scoot there and I'm going to stay there. Actually, we used to have no reasonable conception, whatever. I didn't. So I couldn't. I had stayed there. But I like this spot, and I'm going to not like it, but lived it, lived it. We used to amuse ourselves. Listen, I'm not going to tell you I don't know. I'll make fun of what you think you know by cynically dissecting. There it is, tearing apart, breaking down spiritual beliefs and practices. When we might have observed that many spiritually minded persons and of all races, colors, were demonstrating. They were showing. We were seeing it. And yet even then, even seeing, we denied it. A degree of stability, to be stable. Happiness and usefulness, which we should have sought ourselves. Thank you for allowing me to share. With that, I do pass.
0: Thank you, Paula. Well, this is Janice, and I'd like to uh, comment on this paragraph as well. You know, this paragraph... It has the word we in it six times. You know, six times we who have traveled this dubious path are showing me something in this paragraph that I am not alone. That they also had to come from that same place that I did in order to find this spiritual experience, this spiritual awakening, the beginnings of that willingness. And remember they told us on the page before that we could be handicapped by prejudice. So they beg us to set that prejudice aside because it can handicap us here in this most important juncture where we're going to begin to explore the idea that there may be a power greater than us that can restore us to sanity, that will solve our problem, And that's a miraculous thing. But we have to lay aside our fear because I don't know about you, but I was handicapped by fear. You know, I was critical and cynical and judgmental on the ideas of faith. And underneath all of that was a fear that I wouldn't or couldn't find it myself, the way these other people had it. And I would see them, I would see them, those spiritually minded people, and they were demonstrating something that I did not have. But because I did not have it, I tore it down. I dissected it. I was critical of what they were doing, because I didn't have it myself. But seeing that here, that those who had gone before me, those who had recovered, had gone the same path as me. They were like me. We, we, we have been there, they're telling me. And don't let it stop you. Because if they could find within themselves that spark of willingness, If that could turn the tide for them, then perhaps it could turn the tide for me as well. And with that, I'll pass. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Okay, then we'll move on to the top of page 50 and Penny C, would you read that for us?
6: Yes, good morning. This is Penny C, a recovered compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. Instead, we looked at the human defects of these people and sometimes used their shortcomings as a basis of wholesale condemnation. We talked of intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves. We missed the reality and the beauty of the forest because we were diverted by the ugliness of some of its trees. We never gave the spiritual side of life a fair hearing. When we talk about these people, we're talking about the people in the pe- previous paragraph those that were people of faith and as i'm reading this i'm thinking about as my experience in listening to other people and as much as i i am sad to admit that i beca- i became one of those people in some instances that were amused by the shortcomings of others and and would would agree by by silence sometimes in the conversation to uh, say yeah you know um, that religion is is really not worth following or look at some of their members and we are taught when we come to to this program to be open honest and willing to be willing to have let somebody else have an opinion not to be so prejudice before we even start, and that—that's the the thing that the paragraph before carries on into this. You know, when, when we're born, we're we're pure, we're we're without prejudice. Um, Pearl Buck writes a book called *The Gifts They Bring* about little children who have diseases such as Down syndrome, and she talks about the beauty. Of their never learning prejudice, and how all through their lives they're open and willing and loving, and in some ways that that puts them above some of us who may look for things to be to condemn and and criticize so as I read this i i I learn I take a lesson that yes this what this book teaches me to be open honest willing and accepting of my own frailties and of those of other people, and not to generalize, and, and just to, to, you know, trust in, in my higher power that things will work out to, for their best and that other people do have some ideas that were I open to them might benefit me. And I thank you for listening in our past.
0: Thank you, Penny. Would anyone like to comment on this paragraph? This is Kim. Go ahead, Kim. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Kim. I'm a recovered, compulsive overeater from South Jersey. We talked of intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves. We missed the reality and the beauty of the forest because we were diverted by the ugliness of some of its trees. I love the poetry that Bill uses. You know, because is it really what, am I, is my pain because of what's going on or is my pain because of the way I'm choosing to look at it? You know, is these religions evil and corroded like I think or am I picking an individual within that religion and saying everyone is like them? Am I going into an OA meeting and I'm looking at one person that annoys me and thinking the whole meeting is bad? Am I looking at one politician and thinking the whole political system is corrupt? You know, it is my, what I am putting into a situation is what I'm getting out of a situation. And what I find is what I, you know, that old saying, you spot it, you got it. When someone else is doing something that upsets me, it's because it's something in myself that I don't like. So it's what we're putting into it. So religion and spirituality of of its own, you can't even see the beauty of it because we are so busy busy concentrating on the one dead egg, that one dead apple in the bunch. You know, and I remember so clearly, I, I over-exercised and it was so punishing to my body. And I remember one time I was running around this, this park and I just stopped in my tracks and I looked around and went, oh my God, there's children playing. There's people having picnics. Look at these beautiful trees. Because I was so focused on how many calories I had to burn and how fast I had to run this four-mile track in order to, to earn that next binge or run off that last binge. I never noticed the beauty of the park. So that's where we are today. We have to look, what is the totality? What is our reality? Our reality is our thoughts. And it's our thoughts that need to change. And how do our thoughts change? With God and with going through these steps so that we can, again, see the beauty of the forest and not be diverted by the ugliness of some of its trees. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Press star one to unmute. This is Katie. Go ahead, Katie. Hi, I'm Katie, a compulsive reader in Virginia. Uh, Recovered today. Um, Instead, we looked at the human defects of these people. And what I saw that prejudiced me was my own. I thought that I was so much worse than these people. I viewed people who were sort of Pollyanna, um, happy all the time, that they couldn't possibly be like I was. And I identified out. I just constantly identified out. And, you know, now in recovery, I'm probably... People probably see me as a Pollyanna type person who, you know, tries to see the good in things and tries to um, turn the tide, to be focusing on the positive instead of the negative. But when I was in the grips of my disease, I I did not want to believe that um, God would help me. I I had this uh, this view that um, my problems were were not important enough for God to look at them, and that um, these people who seemed to have religion, well, they weren't as gross as I was. So, you know, that prejudice of um, just identifying out is what kept me uh, away from God in a way that would help me with my uh, with my compulsive overeating and. You know, once I let go of all that prejudice and
3: just trusted,
0: you know, I love it that the paragraph before had we so many times because so many times we focused and noticed in the other paragraphs how it's all I, I, I. But I didn't start to recover until I did accept the we that I had to believe. If I couldn't believe myself, I did believe that the person who was trying to help me believe. And that uh, was enough of a beginning for me to take the first step. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Katie. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Press star one to
1: unmute. It's Irini. Go ahead, Irini. Thank you, Janice. Good morning, my spiritual fellows. My name is Irini, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. We never gave the spiritual side of life a fair hearing. What does that mean, spiritual? What does it mean? When you have a sense of purpose, a meaning in your life, as opposed to depending on people, places, and things. You know, we were meant to live a happy, joyous, and free life, to be able to express our uniqueness, our gifts, our talents, to ourselves and to others, to the world. What does it mean to live a spiritual life? It's doing what gives you joy and pleasure. It's to listen to your own inner voice and to live, you know, by the word that you hear within you, not by others, but within you, what's in your heart deep down that you are awake and aware and mindful and present and that you're in touch with your intuition and you're connected to a higher power. And in your heart, that's where God resides, in you and in me. You make conscious choices and have, you know, um, energy awareness and to be connected to that um, and And not to be afraid to rock the boat, you know, just to trust in yourself and to know that you are a divine being, um, and there's a reason here why we're all here, and um, to feel connected to something marvelous and um and and it's it's that connection, and when when we don't have a connection, we don't when we don't belong somewhere, we're lost. We need to belong. That's a part of our wiring. We need to be connected. And this is where we start um, with the high power, ourselves. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Edini. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph before we move on? All right, I'll ask Katie to please read the next paragraph for us. In our personal stories, you will find a wide variation in the way each teller approaches and conceives of the power which is greater than himself. Whether we agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make little difference. Experience has taught us that these are matters about which for purpose we need not be worried. They are questions for each individual to settle for himself. And. This sort of goes along with what I just shared on the previous paragraph that um for me, I had to to adopt someone else's concept of God before I could um could really see that God was working in my life in a way that um he never had before, but it didn't have to be the same way as um now what this is saying is that each of us. Approaches God in a different way. Um, But the fact is, we have to approach God. We can't work this program without a higher power. We can't skip this part. Um, This isn't a diet. This isn't a food plan. This isn't, you know, just focusing on our binge foods and eliminating them. It is God working in us in a way that never happened before. And all we have to have, um, as the 12 and 12 says, is an open mind. Um, With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Katie. Would anyone like to comment on this paragraph? This is Kim. Go ahead, Kim. Good morning again, Janet. This is so beautiful. In our personal stories, we will find a wide variation in the way each teller approaches and conceives of the power which is greater than himself. So they're reminding us again that this is all-inclusive, never exclusive. But this is a very broad highway that we are free to pursue a relationship with a higher power in any way we choose. No one can tell us how to, what type of relationship we have with a higher power. But well, what is necessary? What is the commonality? You know, we want to get to that psychic change, that personality change, that spiritual experience. So it reminds me back on page 25, it says the great fact is just this and nothing else, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us, which we could never do for ourselves. And this is a big part for me. I had a lot of deep spiritual experiences, but if I kept going back to the food, which I did, were they effective? So the the great fact is that we've had deep and effective spiritual experiences. So that's what we're looking for here. We're looking to have that experience of being recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. But however that manifests itself, whether it's through an organized religion or through, you know, nature or through any other type of practices, we're free to pursue that. But we have to know what the goal is, what the aim is. The aim is to become recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And in order to do that, we have to be open. We have to be open. And by being open, they're giving us all these personal stories with all these wide variations to remind us what a broad highway that we are on and with that i pass. Thank you, Kim. Well, this is Janice and i'd also like to say something about this paragraph. You know, it says experience has taught us that these are matters about which for our purpose we need not be worried. You know, and what is our purpose? What is our purpose here? You know, they are showing me in this big book if i am identifying, if i am identifying, if i am indeed one of them, then I have a need for God. I have a need for God. Not that there is a God, but that I have a need for God. And it's the God of my own conception. It's my own understanding of that higher power that I'm looking for. And whether or not I agree, it says, whether anyone else's approach or conception is something that I can absolutely 100% agree on, makes a little difference. As long as I find that power greater than myself, my own conception of God, that's enough. That's enough to get me started, to know that I have a need for God. In my oh-so-human character defects, in my oh-so-human disconnection from life, I needed that spiritual connection i needed god and when you identify that for yourself like i did then it gets so much easier to lay down those prejudices to lay down that overly sensitive nature of mind you know i always used to think that was one of my finer qualities but it was what blocked me sometimes from the sunlight of the spirit and if i could lay all of that aside they're telling me I might find something that I have in common with these people, a need for God. And with that, I'll pass. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph?
7: This is Christy. This is
0: Paula. Go ahead, Ms. Christy, and then Paula.
7: Good morning. Thanks, Janice. Good morning, fellow trudgers. This is Christy, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And, you know, um, when I came to OA in 1994, um, this this particular concept was something that I really struggled with. You know, I really struggled with this, and so what I didn't realize until much much later, because unfortunately, you know, I was I was eating while I was sitting in the chairs in OA. I mean, I was eating while I was in the chairs, and what I was doing was I was mulling over what my concept of a higher power was. Um, and I had not worked step one. I had not put the food down. So I was already on step three, and I had not—you uh, know—I had not done anything about step one. And, you know, in my particular meeting um, that I attended, you know, when people people would stand up to say and the meeting with the serenity prayer, I mean, everyone would, pretty much everyone in the room would say something different to address, you know, God in the serenity prayer. You know, it was goddess, it was Buddha, it was spirit, it was, you know... Um, HP, I mean, people use these different terminologies, and, and that's what I struggled with. You know, what should, I, what should I call my higher power? What should I call my higher power? You know, I'm going to mull that over over a dozen donuts. I'm going to give that some thought. I'm going to give that some thought over a dozen donuts. And that's, and that's exactly what I did. You know, there was no, Christy, put the food down. Put the food down first. So you can open up your mind to something more than thinking about which donut you're gonna start with. You know, there's there's um you know you know, the idea was presented to me eventually that once I put the food down I could let step two and three take me. You know, let those steps take you. You know, open up your mind, open up your heart to the concept that you're a compulsive overeater and, and let let the other things fall into place. You know, just make a decision, you know, to put the food down first. Let's start there. And, you know, I just I love that this paragraph talks about the wide variation because also when I came in I was pretty sure that you wanted me to believe the same way you did. And you know, when all I needed to believe was that I was a compulsive overeater and that with respect to food, at the very least, my life was unmanageable. And I came to believe that for sure because my disease did its job. My disease got me desperate enough that I did not struggle anymore with what I should call my higher power, and that, that I was a compulsive overeater and needed to put the food down once I put the food down, my mind was open to other ideas beyond what donut I should start with in the, in the case first. So, you know, I just love that this, you know, big book says over and over again, you know, I mean, how how progressive, how progressive of the people who wrote this book. You know, this isn't a book about religion. This is a book about a spiritual awakening. This is a book about being... The type of person that I'm intended to be a good person, a nice person, a patient person, a kind person, a tolerant person, not a person who's completely self-absorbed and, and you, know, you know, self-focused. Just a kind, loving person. Who wouldn't want to be that? Who wouldn't want to be that person? I didn't. I already thought I was. And what I found out was that I wasn't. And I'm so grateful that this big book has come to life in my life. That my life has been transformed and that I'm a different person than when I came in and my life is beyond the donut case today. I live my life beyond the, you know, cellophane bag and the vat of whatever I was eating from. And I'm so grateful for that and with that I pass. Thank you, Christy.
0: Paula. This would be Paula. Go ahead, Paula.
5: Thank you, Janice, um, for the recognition. This would be Paula, Recovered Compulsive Laura Eater. I'm going to start right where it started, in our personal stories. And that's it. They're personal. You know, what's a personal story? You know, it's private. It's individual. It's a certain person. We all, even on this line, we all have different names and different lives. And If we go to the back of the book and we read the stories, none starts the same. None starts the same. But can I tell you, in recovery, they all end the same. But here we say, you will find a wide wide variation, not even narrow. Oh, honey, we are so different. Our lives are intertwined because of this fellowship. But then we go, and we leave the meetings, and each one of us, different amount of children, if we have children, different different places to worship. But it says, in the way, each teller, that's the one that is telling the story. As I am now, approaches. See, I didn't run to. I have to be honest with you. I didn't run to. I approached it very gently. J- Could this be? Could this be? And then I watched in others. and conceives. There it is. We were reborn of the power which is greater than himself. You know, I keep thinking of the shipwreck. Well, I was a human wreck, may I add. But on that shipwreck, There were many, many people. And some, as they said, sat at the captain's table. And some were in the bowels of the ship. May I tell you, my life took me both places. Both places. But the end result was where it took me at last. Experience, and I love that word. That's the only thing that did it. Experience has taught us that these matters, but which for our purpose, there it is. Not to worry, honey. Not to worry. Taking that part out gives you a life that you can live. That big, huge amount of my life that was spent in worrying about what I did yesterday, what will happen tomorrow, how I live today, need not be wary. They are questions for each individual. There you go. We give people dignity. We give them that, as was given to me, to settle for himself with his higher power, whatever, whoever that may be. And with that, I say thank you for allowing me to share yet again.
0: Thank you, Paula. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? All right, let's
8: move on to the next paragraph. Esther, would you read that for us too, please? Good morning. My name is Esther, and I'm a compulsive overeater in Canada. On one proposition, however, these men and women are strikingly agreed. Every one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than himself. This power has in each case accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. As a celebrated American statesman put it, let's look at the record. So while the previous paragraph is reassuring me that I don't need to have the same higher power, the same approach, um to do, you know to a higher power as anybody else in the room it it could be my own uh unique concept of a higher power. One thing that we will all in the room have in common is that we will have a higher power that what does it say here we've gained access to we believe in, and so this is what this is um what binds us. this is what we all have in common that we have this higher power, and what has this higher power done for all of us? In all the stories that we read, we will read different um, ways people have approached um, their spiritual journey. But one thing you will read in every story is that we um, attribute to our higher power the miracles that have happened in our lives. And for me personally, of course, the greatest miracle was that my higher power has lifted the merciless obsession to eat compulsively. And, of course, all the, the next paragraph is going to describe... Um, um, all the other riches and revolutionary changes that have happened um, to me and all of us when we develop this relationship with our higher power and allowed our high, our higher power to accomplish the miraculous in our lives. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Esther. Would anyone
0: like to comment on this
9: paragraph? Good morning. It's Leah. Good morning, Leah. Go ahead. Yes, thank you. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, everybody. My name is Leah. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Every one of them, so this is truly a message of hope, everyone. That includes each and every one. Um, No one's left out of this process who would like to be a part of it. Every one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than himself, Um, How have we gained access to that? Well, we've engaged in a process, and that process is called the 12 steps. Every one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than himself. This power has, in each case, again, a message of hope and salvation. You know, the big book uh, has taught us well, rarely has a person failed who has thoroughly followed our path, meaning, you know, you will get these results if you do what we did. This book is penned out of experience. This is the collective voice and the collective wisdom and the collective experience of over 100 men and women who um, were restored to sanity. So this power has in each case accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. And that's exactly what uh, this message is all about. I mean, how else do you explain it? You know, This is about raising the dead. How do you explain people who were enslaved by alcoholism, trapped and sinking deeper into the quicksand, and through this process of the steps, they have risen up out of a seemingly hopeless state of body and began to walk this planet as free men and women? It was true in 1939 when this book was penned. It's true today in 2012. This isn't a common experience. Not everybody walking the planet has had this experience, but this is our common experience. This is the remarkable blessing that occurred for these people and occurred for those of us on the line that we've engaged in this process, called the steps, we've had a spiritual awakening, which is a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. And because of that process, we've been restored to sanity, which was humanly impossible for us to do. Because left to our own resources, we continued to think that picking up that first bite was a great idea. In fact, the best idea we had had in a long time. But this power has, in each case, accomplished the miraculous, yes,
6: it's not magical,
9: but it is miraculous, the humanly impossible. We've been restored to sanity, we have soundness of mind, we've been relieved of the obsession. That's exactly what this paragraph is saying. It is a message of hope, and this is not about glorification of self. They make that clear here, that it is this power that has accomplished the miraculous. This is not about um, personal success. This is not about glorification of self. This is about what can happen when you get out of your own way and cooperate with the grace of God. This is about what can happen when you've sunk so low in human failure that you surrender and throw yourself at God, whoever and wherever he is, and allow him to transform your life. This is about a relationship with something immeasurable and indestructible that is life transforming, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, you, Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph?
1: It's Irini. Go ahead, Irini. Thank you, Janice. Good morning, my spiritual fellows. My name is Irini, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Yes, indeed, it is the need of God. We need him in our lives because we were and are sinking into oblivion. Only he can undo what we have done in our lives, because he, he's the one who created us. He's the one who can restore us. He's the one who can help us and protect us and guide us, because we couldn't protect ourselves, we couldn't guide ourselves, we couldn't even help ourselves. So where do we turn to a power greater than ourselves? You know, we have separated ourselves from God, and, and that is, um, it's like a parent to a child. God is our parent. When we separate from our parent, we get a little lost. We need guidance from our parent. And um, and I thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Me. Well, this is Janet. I'd like to comment on this paragraph as well. You know, on one proposition, however, these men and women are strikingly agreed. You know, we are, we are a fellowship of people who normally would not mix. You know, if we come from all different places, all different parts of the world, all colors, all creeds, all backgrounds. And yet this is... This is our commonality. This is a place where we are absolutely agreed that this is something we have experienced. Gained access to and believes in that power greater than ourselves. You know, despite the fact that we may have all kinds of different stories about what got us here, the details may be different, but the result can still be the same. You know, this power has in each case accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. You know, I tried to throw everything I had at the disease of compulsive overeating. And when I felt powerless and hopeless, I even tried to find other human power. But no doctor, no psychologist, no psychiatrist, no no other human power other than my own human power, could relieve me of this misery either. And even when I didn't want to pick up that first bite anymore, even when I knew it wasn't a good idea, I couldn't stop myself. I could not stop myself from starting again. I was totally powerless. And that first bite would get me again and again and again. But you told me, You told me that this has been your experience, that you have gained access to this power greater than you and that you believe in this power greater than you. And I could look and see a miraculous result. By my own eyes, I could see those in whom the problem had been solved had something I did not have, and I wanted it. I wanted it. And you told me how you got it that you engaged in this process, that you put the food down and then you worked the steps as if your life depended on it and you gained access to this power. You know, what a beautiful, beautiful message of hope and recovery that was for me. And today I signed up again. This morning when my eyes opened, I signed up again. I said, God, just for this 24 hours, you know, let me do what I did yesterday, and I will get what I got yesterday. You know, what a wonderful thing we have available for us. So jump on board. Come in the lifeboat. There's room enough for all of us. And with that, I'll pass. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Good morning. This is Margaret from South Jersey. Good morning, John. Go ahead, Margaret. Thank you. Um you know, the, this power has, in each case, accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. Um, you know, and it says, as a celebrated American statesman put it, "Let's look at the record." And that's what this line enabled me to do was to look at the record. And I was just thinking as I was sitting here listening to everyone. Uh, I used to hear on the line something about being forced. Uh, I I loved that when I would hear it because I was forced by step one. You know it. I think what I was taught here on the line was to lean heavily on step one and that would open the rest of the steps. And that's exactly what happened. I leaned really hard because the, because the food was leaning really hard on me. And um, and in, in that ability to lean hard on step one, it, just like what I said today on the line, it was like a flower. My mind just opened, and I was able to find a power greater than myself because it was only two choices. It was to go to the bitter end or to find a spiritual life, and um, I didn't want to go to that bitter end, and so the other one just, you know, as was was said today, when I leaned really hard into step one, uh, step two and three just began to take me, and for that, I am
7: eternally
0: grateful uh, for the people who went before me, and I passed. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph All right, we'll move on to the next paragraph. Um, Deb, are you available to read that for us?
3: Actually, I'm not. I'm sorry we hit the pass.
0: Okay. How about Penny? Are you available to read that for us? How about Katie? Could you read that paragraph? Hello? Yeah, this is Penny. I was having people on meeting. Go ahead. Go ahead, Penny. Thank you.
6: All right. The paragraph, here are thousands, correct? Yes.
3: Yes.
6: Here are thousands of men and women, worldly indeed. They flatly declare that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, to take a certain attitude toward that power and to do certain simple things, There has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. In the face of collapse and despair, in the face of the total failure of their human resources, they found that a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. This happened soon after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. Excuse me. Once confused and baffled by the seeming futility of existence, they show the underlying reasons why they were making heavy going of it of life. Leaving aside the drink question, they tell why living was so unsatisfactory. They show how the change came over them. When many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives, they present a powerful reason why one should have faith. Uh, this this paragraph, um, I, I've got marked up, and, and I, I, I have wonderful memories of going through this with my step sponsor and her um, focusing on the idea that um, we had to take a, an attitude toward that, a, a certain attitude toward that power, and we had to do certain simple things, that it's a program of action for sure, and that the program is simple, and as most of us add, not not, not easy, but it certainly is simple, there, that there would be a revolutionary change in me. That means dramatic. Um, I, I remember going through this step and... Uh, um, realizing yes, that I needed to do certain things and how this meant, you know, going right through step nine and then, then practicing 10, 11, 12 on a daily basis. And I, I was a bit overwhelmed. I didn't, I didn't know at that time how I was going to be able to accomplish all that. But one day at a time with the help of my higher power and, and my wonderful sponsors, um, It happened, and uh, I am forever eternally grateful. With that, I pass.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much, Penny. Well, we'll stop here for today, and uh, I want to thank everyone who has shared. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Katie, would you be able to read that for us?